everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me What You Know. I'm your host, Michael, here with my co-host, Michael. How you doing, Michael? How you doing? Well done. Uh, Today is May 8th. It's a Thursday, 2019. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Your your radio's working just fine. We're doing a twofer today. Uh, A little double header action. Michael's going golfing. Yeah, that's right. So I have to do two. That's right. He's going golfing. He's going on a taking a little three-day week again. Seems like it's uh, like every other week for you these days, Michael. Uh, you know, you get invited on these things several months ago, and you say yes. It's hard to and say. And then uh, it gets here, up. and they stack up. And that's right. Yeah. Well, I'm jealous. That's going to be fun. We're uh, swing straights. Yeah. That means I have to go and make new friends in the city that I just moved to because my one friend is leaving for the weekend. That's true. You're going to have to branch out. Yeah. I'll just get on my Lime scooter and head on over to Georgetown. The friends are just waiting on the curbs. That's right. Like limes. That's right. <laughs> They're probably just going to dodge the big guy on a lime scooter riding through town. But I'm getting pretty good at it, so maybe I'll pop an ollie or something. There you go. Maybe if I hurt myself, they'll have to be my friend. Just take you to the hospital, drop yeah. you off. Yeah, or just take a Snapchat of me on the sidewalk and say, hey, look at this guy <laughs> fell off his lime scooter. Anyway, um, what this we do here. This is in San Francisco. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Little uh, recap of what we do here. Uh, Michael and I both have topics to discuss today. Neither one of us knows what the other t- other's topic is. I got a good one. Oh, I hope so. No, it's, it's not that good. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> so, so please just stay and listen. <laughs> Restart this. I don't like. Okay. All right. Perfect. Um, what we do here is uh, Michael and I both brought a topic to discuss today. Neither one of us knows what the other's topic is. We're going to uh, ask the other one to tell. So I'll ask Michael. Tell me what you know about blah. blah. And he's got to tell me what he knows, and I'm going to tell him how dumb he is and what the topic's actually about, uh, based on all my research. And we'll get a little discussion. And then we'll, we'll repeat the same process with uh, Michael 2 talking to Michael 1 and vice versa and blah, blah, blah. And I, th- and I think you understand what's going on by now, guys. I'm Michael 2? You're Michael 2. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So, without further ado, Michael number 2, tell me what you know about Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat. That's yeah. a brand, right? Correct. Uh, is it not meat? That would be correct. Well, not traditionally. <laughs> there's uh, no animal in it. There's no animal. Yes, correct. there's no meat. Yeah, we'll see if that word evolves over time. Oh, you think it's going to be? Oh, it's like a. Is it a plant-based? Yeah, it is. Protein. Yep. Uh, is it supposed to like change the world and that we're not uh, eating cows and? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lofty goal for anybody to say, "Well, I'm going to change the world." I think this thing could do it. You know, yeah, De- definitely. Uh, it's not about you know eliminating everything. It's about maybe cutting down on some stuff. I think right mm-hmm. in terms of like animal. So maybe based. I'm not going to have uh, every burger I have Correct. won't be won't be real meat, but maybe this beyond meat. Right. Okay. So this guy Ethan Brown, he's Ethan a vegan. Brown. Okay. He started this company. Uh, they actually IPO'd last week. Oh really? Yeah. On last Wednesday, yeah, I think on May first. How much money did they raise? So they opened at twenty five dollars a share. Uh, they ended up closing at sixty five seventy five, which is one hundred sixty percent above the IPO price, the wow. original price, I guess. Uh, Forbes reported a valuation of three point eight billion. Wow! And this is for a company that hasn't turned a profit yet. I'm not they, surprised. Yeah, they they made eighty eighty seven point nine million last year, which was over double from two thousand seventeen. Uh, but it's a big ass industry. The meat industry oh, apparently yeah, is like one point four trillion dollars globally. Uh, it's huge. Yeah. So, I mean, they're basically what they're doing is they're disrupting the food industry with this plant-based meat product. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the same look, texture, taste uh, as actual animal products without the animal, right? Mm-hmm. So the way they do this, from my deep scientific knowledge of all how, how this all works, mm-hmm. they use a lot of pea protein. Okay. So it comes from like yellow peas. 
this pea protein, I think like fava beans as well, but mostly pea protein. They've got a uh, proprietary system that does uses heating and cooling and pressure and all this other crap that align the proteins in such a way that like the fibers mimic how the fibers in like animal protein would mimic, right? Mm-hmm. So they combine that with with ingredients uh, that kind of copy the way that the animal based meats look, the fats, the minerals, all that kind of stuff is there. The result is a plant based meat that looks, cooks, and satisfies like beef and pork. And chicken as well. So do you know if, if they're trying to make cuts of Beyond Meat that look like a ribeye? So like I a... don't know much about like the steaks. They have a Beyond Burger. That's like it's, – it's called their Beyond Burger. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in stores in like over 10,000 stores in the U.S. and grocery stores in Canada. Hmm. TGI Fridays has one on their menu apparently. Wow. The, the Beyond Cheeseburger. Uh, they're – you know, they're hopefully with this IPO, they're going to start putting a lot more money into like uh, research and into factories and, and, you know, maybe paying off a little debt and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, general stuff as well, like the whole catch all. And then they want to expand internationally, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's pretty cool because if you look at them, they're, they're disrupting this industry, but they're very like mission focused. Right? right. So their mission, I'll just read it for you. It says that Beyond Meat, we believe there's a better way to, to feed the planet. Our mission is cr- to create the future of protein. Delicious plant-based burgers, sausage, crumbles, and more made directly from simple plant-based ingredients. By shifting from animal to plant-based meat, we are creating one savory solution that solves four growing issues attributed to livestock production. Human health, climate change, constraints on natural resources, and animal welfare. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it would seem that at some point we're not all going to be able to be able to eat meat. Sure. Um, if, you, if the population continues to grow... Not everybody's gonna get uh, a cheeseburger, so I think this makes sense. If you can, if you can have a, a, a decent alternative, yeah, I'm very interested in how it tastes. Well, so they sell it at the, at the Whole Foods right up the street. Really, I think we should grab some. Absolutely. I wanted to bring some in for a taste test today, but I think we have a micro, microwave in here, and that's about it, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, how we don't have work. an oven. But it, but it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of weird because it's, it's designed to look just like a burger. It's red. They use, they use uh, beets to color the meat red. Okay. And then it cooks the same. It like turns colors. It turns a little darker. You know, when you when you put it in a pan or something like that mm-hmm. on a grill. Uh, and they've got tons of recipes on their website for things you can use. They have the they have sausages right now. They have uh, the burger patties, and they have these crumbles. You know, there's like little like ground beef crumbles. I guess you can use for tacos or for if you want to do like a stuffed pepper or something like that. Right. They have that kind of thing. Uh, they've obviously raised a lot of money. They have some big investors behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could probably guess one of them. Uh, is Musk an investor? No, but who loves the earth more than anybody right now? <laughs> uh, you got Leo up there for sure. Oh, man, yeah. Okay. Leo, uh, Bill Gates, uh, they got uh, Biz Stone mm-hmm. and, and Evan Williams, those guys. Mm-hmm. I think uh, who was the former McDonald's CEOs on there as well? I think uh, Dan something, or other, uh-huh. I believe. And then they've also got like a ton of ambassadors, and there's a lot of like big name ambassadors. Alex Honnold is one. I know you're a big fan of Alex Honnold. I do like Alex Honnold. He's awesome. They have a lot of basketball players. It was weird. Kyrie, Harrison Barnes, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Maya Moore, JJ Redick. I think Todd Gurley's on there as well. Hmm. Football player, obviously. Um, well, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. It is really interesting. I I want to say that I'm, I'd be open to it. Like I'm, I'm very open to it. Yeah, I mean, I want to try it. For I sure. definitely want to try it. Um, I just don't know if I think if it tastes good, I think people will eat it, right? right? I don't think people really care. I think that there's there'll be some stigma like driving a Prius, so you're gonna eat Beyond Meat, like mm. you just you know. Uh, but I, I I think people I think there's a massive amount of benefit beyond 
climate change and those bigger issues yeah. that people can get from just not eating as much meat. Sure. Or if you're a meat eater and you eat meat seven days a week, maybe two of those days a week you're using this, and that's still making a positive still making impact, a positive I feel impact. like. Yeah. I don't know that it's going to take a lot for them to be able to create something that that's going to be the same as me grilling out a ribeye, you know? Yeah. Like that's... And I, and I don't I don't I think it'd be it would behoove them not to say that it's better than a ribeye or as good as a ribeye. Yeah, I don't think you they know? say I don't think they claim purport for it to be better, but I think they're saying like it's as close as a veggie burger can get. Or they don't even call it a veggie burger. As close to a plant based burger can get to yeah. meat, basically. Uh-huh. And it's so it's not uh, it's there's no soy, there's no gluten, uh, GMO free, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think mean, it's it, just veggies. It checks just, the box of every you know strict dietary restriction out yeah. basically yeah pretty interesting um what's their next do you did they say anything about the type of other products they want to make be, so beyond, they at, I, beyond, I, was looking at their, yeah, I was looking at their their faq uh apparently they had some chicken strips at one point but they mm-hmm. weren't satisfied with how they turned out so they've like taken them off the market they've got their scientists in the lab right now trying to make sure these chicken strips these Beyond scientists. chicken strips. That's right. Yeah. These food scientists are back there trying to, to figure it out. Um, and so they've got like kind of a first to market, first first mover advantage going on right now. Yeah. I mean, there's been veggie burgers and stuff out there before, but I feel like this is different. Like this is, you know, but there's a, like Tyson's has already decided, like said, they're, they're launching a product line this summer as well. And Tyson's was an investor in these guys as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you got, you know, tons of people like Morningstar Farms, Boca, all this. There's tons of like just uh, veggie veggie food, I guess, veggie substitute food. I don't even know what you'd call them. Industry? Like, yeah. Yeah. But like the substitute food industry, right? right. Like not like just vegetables, but like people that are making foods, uh, like like substitutable meat products, I guess, right. are coming in as well. Uh, I mean, I think uh, Burger King was talking about doing a meatless Whopper coming out pretty soon. So it would be this plant-based I don't know if it would be these guys, but they're just saying that's the whole trend, basically, right? right. This, they're, they're kind of disrupting the industry and they're the first ones to do it I, on, on this type of level, I guess. I mean, veggie burgers have been around for as long as I've been alive, I think. Yeah. Uh, this is a little different, though. I think I think they're doing it. It seems like they're the ones coming at it with a mission that's mm-hmm. backing it rather than just like, hey, here's an alternative for people that don't eat meat. Right. Well, I think it'd be interesting to, to give people a, a, you know, a taste test challenge. Don't tell them what it is. Yeah. Because I think the yeah. one thing that, that turns me off to it is that if you if you just started to have in the same looking can the thing that looked exactly the same, and then over here it's bacon, and over here it's meat, it's like... You've, you've got cans in, in your pantry that are just, that look the exact same. Yeah. And the one's called bacon, one's called ribeye, one's called, and it's just, it takes away the connection you have to those foods. Yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's going in that direction and I, I'm a supporter of delicious food. Right. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, right, so I did a, uh, this is kind of, this is on topic, but not necessarily for Beyond Meat. I did a, uh, a project in grad school. We had to do like a little market research project yeah. thing, and we were looking at a company called Modern Meadow. Have you heard of them? Mm-mm. So I think they were New York based, and what they did was they were basically creating material from animal cells, so they could like create leather goods essentially. Okay. That is real leather, without harming any animals at all, right? Mm. So like they're taking the cells of an animal, they do some kind of science mumbo jumbo. Yeah. You know, this, the magic happens, uh-huh. and they do, create do, do, leather. Do, do. Exactly. Yep. So it's like it's got the real feel of a leather. It's it's not fake leather, you know. It's actually real, but you're not killing a cow for it for right, example right. and then they can do this like hybridization of it where it looks like alligator skin but maybe feels like lamb and all this cra- I mean this is these are, I think these are theories they had mm-hmm. but they've recently launched their first material line and it's not necessarily anything it's like we have this material it can be any state solid liquid 
I don't know if it can be a gas, solid, liquid. It can like be, you know, kind of amorphous. It can fit. It can be whatever you want it to be. Right. So it's all the benefits of leather, but there's, right. you're not killing anything. I don't you even can use it in leather. any way. This one's just want. like some kind of like biologically created material. I don't even know if it's anything that has happened before. It's kind of crazy. Look into Modern Meadow and their new, yeah. their new thing that's just come out. I'll have to check out Modern Meadow. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. But yeah, so that's a... That's an interesting topic. I, mean, I, I thought it was kind of cool because they... So it's like the biggest, I think, I, biggest valuation on IPO day in the last yeah. 20 years. I mean, to come out at 25 and go to 63. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 3.8 billion valuation and it's, that's a lot. It's, a it's lot. high. So uh, interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Let's keep an eye on I'll have to try it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm very interested in trying it. Yeah. I, would, I don't really love eating meat all the time. But I crave yeah. meat all the time. Like, I, I want meat in everything I eat, sure. but I don't... You're, like, conscious about not having yeah. every meal. I get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Well, cool. So, uh, what you got for me? Well, we're going to stay with a science type subject here. Bring it on. Michael, tell me what you know about the speed of light. It's very fast. It's, it's very fast. Uh, Do you know the speed of light? Uh, no. <laughs> There's one time... one. Ten times a billion to the billionth power. It's very like fast, but it's yeah. it's. It, what I, I find it interesting that we sort of have this connection to light, but it's something we can't really wrap our heads around, uh, yes. and it moves at this constant speed. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. So it moves at one hundred eighty-six thousand two hundred eighty-two miles per second, or about okay. three hundred thousand kilometers. Oh, thanks. That's better for me. That's better. I'm, for I'm me. metric. There yes. you go. Yeah, that works. Thank you. Uh, put another way, it can pretty much go to the moon and back in about two seconds. Okay. You can go, if you were traveling at the speed of light, you could go around the earth in one second, seven and a half times. So in one second, you could travel around the earth seven and a half times. Seven and a half times. Gotcha. So how would we discover the speed of light? It's so fast. How are we going to detect it? How are we uh, going to measure it? You just, you just count it like Charlie, right? With your fingers. <laughs> uh, so it was it was tried to be calculated by Galileo. Galileo mm-hmm. wanted to know what the speed of light was. He had this inkling that uh, that light had a speed, and he wanted to know what it was. But he didn't have the exact tools to use, call them terrestrial tools, to really figure it out. It's just too fast for him when he was when he was doing it. But yeah, he had like a sextant and like a compass or something, right? Yeah, I think he, he was trying to do something where um, there was like a small slit. And something would move past it, and he was trying to um, calculate the difference in time that it would take. So, but it was just too fast. He couldn't 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 accurately do it with the scientific instruments he had. Um, but it was still pretty long ago that we figured out what it was. Old ass Romer. Uh, in six Sorry, old ass Romer. <laughs> old ass Romer. <laughs> Olaus Olaus okay. Romer. Gotcha. Uh, R O E M E R. Yeah. Uh, discovered it in 1676. And he wasn't wrong, I guess. We he he got very very close. Okay. He he made a very very he he used he had all the correct rationale. Yeah. He just couldn't fine tune. He had an estimate that was pretty close, and then we we gotcha. scientifically measured it later. Um, but the way he figured it out was looking at the moons of Jupiter. Hmm. So it's really far away, um, and when the moons would pass, well, he this is what he noticed. He noticed that the observed time interval between successive eclipses of Jupiter's moons on the surface of, of Jupiter uh, were about seven minutes different if the Earth was closer to Jupiter or, for, or away from Jupiter on the other side of the orbital. 
So we're on the other side of the sun looking at Jupiter right. versus being closer to Jupiter. He noticed that there was a seven-minute difference. So if we're closer, it was the, the light got here three and a half minutes faster. Uh-huh. And we're further away, it was three and a half minutes slower. Okay. So using so at the time, he knew the speed of the Earth Earth's orbit around the sun. Yes. So we could figure that out. And then just figuring out the differences between the time, you could figure out. He, he estimated that the speed of light was about 140,000 miles per second. So it's pretty close, 186,000 miles per second. wicked smart. I mean, back in... 1676. Yeah, yeah. Just looking around, you start coming up with these numbers and you figure it out. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, nobody probably gave a shit when he was doing it either. Right. Called him a witch or something. Exactly. Nobody believed him. But what I find really interesting is is knowing that is so important to modern physics. Okay. Uh, Like, and basically all of Einstein's theories are wrapped up in the speed of light. Mm. Uh, And. Coming up with you know special relativity, so you understand that the speed of light is always constant for you, even if you're moving towards the light or moving away from light, it's a constant speed. Now, this theory that it's constant is currently being looked at. Hmm. Special relativity's kind of been held up for about a hundred years. So Einstein wrote his theory, and then people started coming up with experiments to test it. Right. So everything up until this point has been like, you know what, Einstein. You, you, you pretty much nailed it. Okay. But there are other observances that don't match up. Okay. Right? So it's something in here. We, we feel like we have a good understanding of what we've observed, but then we look at subatomic particles, and they don't match up with these same laws, these same rules. Yeah. So there's something here that – this would be my theory – that uh, we'll figure out some new understanding behind the speed of light – not just the speed of light, but um, the way these particles at that level interact with each other mm-hmm. that will fully change the way we view physics and the world. And that's just at a high level, at an elementary level, the speed of light. Uh, it's not good when it? you're speaking to me elementarily and I'm, my, my head's just like in, yeah, in a pretzel over here. Well, so let's... All right, so a little bit more maybe just about light. Sure. Uh, light is a spectrum of frequencies, of radio, of um, radio, yeah. electromagnetic frequencies, yeah, yeah. right? So you have the electromagnetic spectrum. Sure. So you, we see inside of visible light, mm. which is a very small realm of frequencies on the electromagnetic spectrum. Yeah, yeah. There are also radio waves, microwaves, terahertz radiation, infrared radiation, visible light, ultraviolet, x-rays, gamma rays. Gamma rays would be the cool. most powerful, highest frequency form of electromagnetic it's radiation. It's the burst banner of... Of, ra- of waves. Yeah. So there is no there's no lower threshold <clears throat> for it, and and gamma rays can be ex- extremely powerful. Like they're own they're they're emitted from like nuclear reactions, mm. nuclear fission, that kind of thing. Um, gamma ray bursts are actually one of the apocalyptic uh, stories that people like to tell. Like, how, the, g- how the world's gamma, gonna end? Yeah. Gamma ray. So a gamma ray burst occurs either when a star goes supernova, which yeah. blows up, yeah. and then falls back into being a black hole, right. or when neutron stars collide. Okay. And a gamma-ray burst is said to have the same energy. Oh, it, so a gamma-ray burst happens over about somewhere between 20 and, 20 and 40 seconds long, and okay. it emits enough energy that, the, that our sun emits in its entire lifetime. That's huh. insane. So what happens is if one of these beams is 
essentially like in our neighborhood, and by neighborhood I mean like um, maybe like a hundred light years, it would literally blow up the earth. Like the 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 the, the waves would come yeah. twenty forty seconds, would just scorch the earth and blow away all of the atmosphere. Ah, oh, I mean at least be quick. It would be the speed of light. Yeah, it would happen in the speed of light. Everything gone. You wouldn't even notice it. Like, Do it. Fuck it. Exactly. Everything's over. You know, I'm feeling kind of gassy and tired right now. I wouldn't mind if a gamma ray burst just happened real quick. Just end it. Yeah. But yeah, I had too much coffee today, and it happens. Yeah. The the, the thing about <laughs> the thing about light for me, like uh, like light years are crazy. I you know I always assume like light year. Oh yeah, light year. It's just really big. You know, really long yeah. year. It's not really time though. It's the it's the distance light travels in a year. Is that what you said? That's what it is. Because it's I mean, the, and if it travels 180 something thousand miles a second. Well, we so we we use a light year as basically like our biggest yardstick to finding things in our neighborhood. Yeah, I mean it's right? so it's so big that like you can't even really wrap your head around it. it like you can't. It it just it, thinking about it gives me a headache. You you can't understand it. I mean, yeah. I think I think people that say I understand you can understand it in theory, but you can't understand those distances. You it, you you just can't. Uh, and what's also interesting when people talk about. Um, so one thing that gets brought up with the gamma ray burst is that uh, they people think it's it's a, a cause or a a reason for the Fermi paradox, which is basically we, why don't we see a whole bunch of life out in the universe? Because they keep getting blasted away. They might be th- th- these might be one of the reasons why uh, is that these bursts happen in these in parts of the galaxy yeah. and everything around it just dies. Uh, so that that's one reason. But the one thing about it is if you add up how many stars are within 100 light years of Earth, it's not that many stars. It's it's like... You, not that many meaning like... Meaning like... In, in the, terms of that... In, in the, the hundreds. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Which is actually... That to me is even scarier that you can look out and see all these stars, all these galaxies. Yeah. And then when you really boil it down, like, oh, within 100 light years. So even if we could travel at the speed of light in your lifetime, yeah. you're not getting anywhere. No. You're not getting anywhere. And that's why, in my opinion, we don't see any life because it's too far, it's away. Too far away. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's light. Speed of light. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like uh, – I just – my head is – I'm trying to think of taking this all in. I'm it's just too stupid, I think. <laughs> well, then you get into uh, light as you know photons versus yeah. light as waves, yeah. and the whole thing is is completely hard to wrap your head around. And you get like light in the dark side, and you get Star Wars, and you got the new movie coming out. Is it going to be any good? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to suck. It's going to suck. <laughs> it's going to suck, yeah. Sandberg. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. I. I never wanted to be a scientist. This is probably why. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Got to have questions. You got to have ways to yeah. experiment. It's true. You got to be able to test things, huh? Or you'll be a really good thinker. You'll be a really good thinker, like an Einstein. Yeah. Write it down and then let other people experiment it. That's true as well. I'll write it down. You guys think I'm so smart. You guys spend 100 years experimenting to see if I'm right. That's more about back. Delegate. Yeah. Delegate the powers out. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? That's it. That's, that's what you got. Well, thank you for giving me a headache on a Wednesday afternoon. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Uh, Guys, thanks for listening. We will be back next week after Michael goes on his golf vacation. Uh, What are you going to shoot? Love. Yeah. I'm going to go real low. Five rounds. Five rounds, yeah. You're going to have to come back on a stretcher, I think. I'm really hoping my back holds up. Yeah.
That's what happened to me this age. But anyway, uh, have a great weekend. I will see you uh, next week as well. And we will talk to all of you beautiful people next week, next Thursday probably. We'll have another podcast out. But just uh, stay tuned in to Spotify, Apple, all that, all that crap. You know where to find podcasts. It's 2019. We will talk to you guys later. Bye.